Welcome to season four of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Over the past three years, we've been featuring exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. We'll continue that this season, and we're taking it up a notch as we seek to bring you cutting-edge insights not only about marketing, but about all aspects of your journey as an author. We can't wait to share everything you'll need to be successful in spreading your important work with the world. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the Book Marketing Action Podcast. I'm also the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause, and a strategic book marketer, avid reader, runner, mom, and wife. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review to help us reach more listeners. Also, be sure to visit weavinginfluence.com and click the blog tab to find all the notes and links for each show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. My name is Becky Robinson, and I am so thrilled today to be with three of my favorite authors, and I would love for you to meet them. So we're going to get started and let them introduce themselves. And today we are going to be focusing on the topic of book awards. Many authors ask me about book awards, whether it's worthwhile to apply for them and what book awards can do for the life of their books. And so we're going to tackle some of those questions and more today with our special guests. Gina Cox, would you like to introduce yourself first? Oh, I would be delighted. Uh, I'm Gina Cox. I am a nonfiction author. I think most of us are. Uh, and the focus of my book, which is really written for uh, business leaders and board directors and uh, MBA students, is to really help leaders think about how the barriers to inclusion in their organizations and what they can do to lead from the top uh, to reduce the impacts uh, of those barriers. But uh, beyond that, I thought I would mention very quickly that um, you know I am an organizational psychologist, and so my perspective on everything in the world has to do with what do humans do when you put a group of them to us together and expect to get something done. Well, we might see how that works today too. Um, Kevin Wilde, would you like to introduce yourself next? Yeah, thanks for the invitation. I look forward to the discussion. Kevin Wilde uh, had a 34-year corporate career, General Electric, General Mills, uh, head of talent development, uh, and back as with Gina, curious about people and how to get them to be at their best and do the right things. And now for the last number of years, I'm a fellow at the University of Minnesota, teaching leadership and executive MBAs and curious about the topic of coachability. And that's what led me to the book. And Libby, would you like to introduce yourself next? This is Libby Hoffman. Absolutely. I'm, as Becky said, Libby Hoffman. I'm uh, an international peace builder and the president of Catalyst for Peace. And for the last 15 years, I've had the incredible privilege of helping to shepherd a, a post-war reconciliation program in the West African nation of Sierra Leone um, and to use it to model a new approach to international humanitarian aid that puts people and communities in the center. Uh, and that has required a huge amount of transformation on my part. Um, and I, my book, The Answers Are There, Building Peace from the Inside Out, charts the story of the national healing in Sierra Leone, my own leadership journey, and then the theory that we built um, in practice through this um, so far 15-year and ongoing process of putting the people most impacted in charge of the work of rebuilding their, their country. Amazing. So I hope that you'll 
if you're listening to this show, check out all three of these wonderful books. And, you know, I mentioned that the reason I invited the three of you is that you have all done an incredible job of getting book awards for your excellent books. And I am also a book award winner. Um, So the four of us, you know, hopefully can have a lively conversation about um, seeking out awards for our books, why we did it, what we learned. So let's start with this. Um, For each of you, um, what were your goals with applying for book awards? And what does that process look like? Well, for me, um, because I published via a hybrid publisher and, you know, had invested in the creation and distribution of this book, I wanted to really optimize opportunities to get the book to as many people as possible with a small marketing budget. And when I looked around and thought about what are the most efficient ways I could spend those dollars, I stumbled upon the idea. And when I say stumble, I just mean I thought it through and that made the most sense that awards might be a way. But of course, I had no way of knowing if I would win any awards. So I still had, there's still that risk associated with, you know, the process of going through um, and, and applying for the awards. Um, but for me, for sure, what I was trying to do was to uh, enhance sort of social provide, you know, generate more social proof uh, specific to uh, perceptions of the quality of the book and the audience of the book. I wanted to have that validated through these awards. And that was what I was aiming for when I uh, applied for them. I can build on that if that's all right, just to to hop in, Um, because I also worked with a hybrid publisher. And so um, and one of the things that I found is my book crosses a lot of genres. Um, and even though it is dealing with current affairs, and you would think that in a way that that would make it easier to find news pegs for it, because it's in it's about dealing with issues that are in, in the news currently, actually, because I weave together a little bit of memoir, a little bit of um, there's a spiritual dimension to it, there's an organizational, there's a leadership dimension to it, there's a current affairs dimension to it, all of these things, one of the things that my publicists told me was that those things actually make it harder to find a lot of news hooks in traditional media outlets. And she, um, so it was my publicist that recommended that we apply for for book awards and did some research um, to, to find the ones that would work best for us. But it was so for me, I would say it's a focus. My goal was really to, to have the quality of the book validated in a way um, that traditional media outlets weren't quite um, poised to, to be able to do. Um, and having credibility individually in my field, um, it's always helpful to have more, but I really wanted the book's credibility to be hopefully um, established and grounded in a way that would enable us to use it more fully as a tool to accomplish the things that we're really wanting to, um, to support in the world. So that was, I would say, the primary goal. Kevin, do you have anything that you would add? Well, I wanted to, to agree with both Gene and Libby that, that those were sort of uh, my primary drivers. But the other thing I would offer that I'm sure uh, your listeners are in common is I'm, we're also curious. And just looking at everybody's background, like we all love books, right? love reading books, audiobooks, all that. And uh, I thought, I wonder what this whole award process is like. So in addition to the, you know, cold, steely cold, I want marketing, uh, which is legitimate. Also, I wonder what this process is like. And, and clearly my book on coachability, what I learned is sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. <laughs> you got to learn from that as well. Well, let's talk about the process a little bit. Um, for those who are not familiar with 
book awards and the process to apply for them, what do authors need to know about the process? I would say that you should not, you know, you should use your same critical thinking skills for this whole process that we're going to talk about uh, with regard to awards selection and so on, as you would in all the other aspects of your book, especially writing of the book. So whatever great skills you have in terms of thinking things through, they really become handy, come in handy for this process because there's a great deal of variability uh, in the in the focus, the quality, and the credibility of the awards themselves. And so it's not just a matter of getting an award, it's really uh, being careful to identify the criteria in advance that you want to use in, in choosing the awards for which you would apply. Because um, what's the point of winning an award and then sort of being embarrassed to tell anyone you won the award? Because in fact, there is that much variability. And so for me, I think the most important thing was an education process, which by the way, I think the most important thing is to start that process like a year before your book is even ready. Because by the time you get to, um, what you have to be careful about is the timelines for these awards, They're very, they vary as well. So start as early as you can to educate yourself about the, the, the focus of certain awards and try to figure out which are the better ones that are worthy of your reputation. I'll pause there. Okay. What else about the process do authors need to know? I would just, to build on what Gina was saying, I would just say I was surprised at actually how easy it was <laughs> to apply. Once you've identified um, the book awards that feel resonant for your book, and, and the other thing that I was surprised by actually was um, how many, how big the community is of book awards designed to recognize independent and small publishers, mm -hmm. uh, which, uh, you know, having decided to go that route was a surprise, frankly. Um, and, but so how, how easy it was. And the other thing that surprised me being, uh, you know, having this as my first book is when you're applying for an award, how many different categories there were. So there was a real opportunity to think about what were the categories that were most resonant for your book and that were most important for you from your perspective to, to, to get the recognition in that would most help you reach a different audience than you might otherwise. Mm -hmm. I would agree that um, there's, there's a lot of awards out there and I didn't know that until you started doing the research, you know, talking to friends, your publisher, your marketing friend, et cetera. Uh, so uh, Jane's right, you gotta do your homework to some degree. Uh, and I would agree that Libby, that other than, you know, have the pain of opening your checkbook to, uh, to pay for these. And some of them are a little pricey, but I agree. I, I think it's part of the marketing spend. Uh, so I think it is a smart spend up to a limit. Uh, the only thing that I would mention is sort of the back end of it. Once you know there's a deadline, you submit it, send them some books and you're waiting. Uh, sometimes you hear back, uh, and you get a little bit of feedback. And sometimes you don't, and it's it's kind of a little bit of a black hole at the bat on the other end of it. Uh, and the one thing that I've learned is I I, I think in my in my world, creating a book is, is a creative expression. And we didn't write the book to win an award, right? And so to note that you know it's it's a creative expression with if you will a noble intent. You know, as as the other authors, are, you know, I'm trying to really make an impact here. So I don't think we should ever judge our self worth with whatever happens on the award process. And I, I think we're all charmed to actually get some recognition, but I don't think the recognition is validation of our work or our message. It's just helpful in this whole process of connecting and getting the word out and being a little different than you know the noise in the, in the book uh, world. 
Yeah. Uh, I'd like to add one more quick comment, which is that I, I learned that really the primary audience that I was interested in having awareness of these awards was actually libraries. I didn't think about hmm. that at the beginning, but by the end of the process, I was pretty clear that that was really the audience that I, that I wanted to know that this book won an award. <laughs> Interesting. Can you say more about why libraries became important to you, Gina, when you hadn't thought of that before? Well, actually, as much as I love libraries and, and just think that they were, you know, they're it's such, a, such special places and, and people who work in them, I always thought that, you know, this book was going to be purchased by, uh, you know, individuals and, in, you know, in the retail space, leaders and so on. And it, and it is. And certainly I thought about bookstores and, you know, then I thought about universities. Libraries were sort of more of an outlier because it wasn't until I really started to think about the marketing of the book that I recognized how much the library acquisition process could be one of the largest markets for the book. And so once I understood that, then I was like, the next question was, well, how do you get how do you get to stand up for that group of people? Because it's nice when your friends and, and loved ones say, oh, you won an award and that's one thing, but that doesn't help you sell more books. So um, once I understood that, I recognized that there were certain awards that the libraries would be more likely to hear about. And therefore those would be the ones that I would target first. And then everything else was sort of like, you know, icing on the cake. That's really cool and offers maybe some strategic guidance as people think through how to select the awards they want to apply for, which we're going to talk about a little later. Um, anything else about the process before we move on to talking about misconceptions that authors might have about the book award process? The All one right. thing I would mention is just that some awards, there are some awards you cannot apply for. And so we should be very clear that, you know, some of there are some awards that someone has to tap you on the shoulder and say, you know, you're now in the list in the running for those. So in the education process, you need to be able to differentiate those. Then the only other thing I would say, is I mentioned previously, the timelines, every award has its own timeline. And some, some of them, strangely enough, have a timeline that might actually be very close to your publication date. And so you need to understand those deadlines so you can figure out, can your book get in in time? Or so you don't miss one that you might've been able to get to had, because you knew about it only too late. I think you explained why the Pulitzer people are not calling me back right now. <laughs> <laughs> But I would, back on the timing thing, there was one I wanted to apply for, and it was a little quirky because they had, uh, usually it's your publication date, your date of record that your book came out. And sometimes uh, publishers will put a different copyright date on your book. I've Maybe, Becky, you can explain this, but my copyright's a little different, and it kind of went over to the next year. So I was ineligible for one award because even though the book was out in 22, the copyright was January of 23. So back to reading the fine print as you're looking at timing. Yeah, I cannot shed any light on that one, Kevin. I... Sorry. But Libby, you look like you have something to add. Well, yeah, I just want to build on the timing question, which is I because I didn't actually know about book awards as part of a tool of getting the word about the book out there until pretty late in the game. I wish I had known about it earlier and started the process earlier. And for me, in part, it's a technical and capacity issue. We did work with a publicist and the I feel that we could have done a better job of using the wins that we've had. Um, to peg to publicity opportunities if I still had that um, capacity alongside me, but our contract with them had already ended. And so we were left to more individual promotion, which has been great. But I think we could have done um, some of the uh, applications earlier if I had 
known about the opportunities earlier. So I would just build on that. And one thing in terms of um, applications too, uh, that I wasn't aware of, in addition to um, thematic categories, a lot of, so a lot of the awards that we've applied to also have general um, ones that are sort of best of category or best new book or, um, and I, that's one of the things that I've learned having won a couple of those, um, that those feel special and they do offer a different opportunity in terms of promotion. Um, so to pay attention to both kinds of categories, um, the general idea categories, as well as the more focused thematic ones. Great. So any other misconceptions that you've encountered as you've pursued book awards? I'll, I'll jump in on this one. I, I think this is a very um, uh, positive, hey, book awards are great. Uh, with caution, I, I mentioned is, you know, you're, you're not going to get every one you apply for, but it's no reflection on the great work you've done. Uh, and I'll, what's interesting, I had one that I applied for did not get, uh, but they sent me some of the judges worksheets. Um, and then I had one I did win that I got the worksheets and having read them, it's like, this is crazy. So, you know, the, the comments, the rating consistencies, you know, loved it, not so sure. I remember there was one that um, it was someone that uh, really was into footnotes, did not like how I formatted the footnotes in my book. Um, and that just told me that, you know, judging is um, a human process and everyone's going to bring in their, their own perceptions and, if you will, biases to it. And I just concluded that, hey, it's great to get a few of these awards, but know that ultimately, again, um, there's a human element there that uh, judging's quirky. <laughs> that, that's all I'd have to say. I don't think it diminishes those that have gotten the awards, uh, but you know that um, it's maybe it's like Olympic um, skating judges that hold up the number. Like, why are you always holding up a seven, not a ten? But I don't know if the other folks have a comment on that or getting feedback. But again, oftentimes you don't hear anything. I was looking for some coaching on okay, why did I get it or why didn't I get it, and uh, not much there. I didn't even realize that they gave feedback. So I was especially pleased to know that some of them did and found the same, like surprising, even for some of the ones that I won, the variety of the um, feedback or the things, you know, one person would say this should have been in this category. And then the other person in that category would say this should have been <laughs> different mm -hmm. in the other category. So it really was. I, 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 I support that. Gina, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, no, not at all. I was going to say the one misconception that I uh, would mention is actually a really good misconception. I think that applying for awards has an additional benefit over and above the award, which is sort of the relationship building aspect of this. You know, I'm an introvert and I spent a very nice several decades working in corporate America where um, I could use, I could be extroverted when I needed to be, and I'm very good at that, but I was just as happy to just sort of stay below the radar. You can't do that if you're marketing a book. And so I have looked for opportunities to develop relationships to just sort of keep myself honest as far as that goes. And so sometimes for some of the awards, it was an opportunity for the people in the organization who were conducting the award to get to know me. And I would take advantage of that if, if, if it was present. It wasn't always the case because uh, some of them were, were, that was not available. But whenever it was, I, I tried to remind myself that in everything that I did in marketing this book, it wasn't just about the end game for whatever that thing was. It was, well, who are these people and who, who are they connected to and what do they care about? And so on, for example, that is how I figured out that, you know, there's the, there's the IBPA. 
which many of us might get to know because we're all involved in this independent publishing business. But there's also, there are also these state organizations that I'm in the state of Florida. I got to know the Florida Association of, 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 of Publishers. And, and that was an interesting sort of benefit that came out of being involved with IBPA, um, just to understand how the structure of the publishing industry, of the independent publishing industry, and then who the players are even more locally. So I just wanted to point out that there are benefits beyond just the award that I consider to be, you know, you know, gravy, if you would. That's amazing. So as you're saying that about IBPA, it occurs to me that we have talked a lot about the fact that all of you have done a great job in achieving some awards, but we haven't really given you a chance to tell the awards that you applied for and received. Um, and this is not to be bragging, uh, but I'm proud of all of you um, knowing you and being in your sphere. So why don't we just take a moment to pause and talk about the awards we received if you're comfortable doing so. So for those who are listening, primarily this show is aimed at nonfiction authors. I work with nonfiction authors. Um, there are, you know, lots of other awards, I think, related to fiction. I don't know about them. I only know about the nonfiction ones, which is why we're talking about them. So just a little caveat there for those of you who might be listening, fiction authors, we love you. We just don't know as much about uh, marketing your work. Um, hopefully you can get some ideas and insights from us nonetheless. So um, if you would want to, would you all care to share about some awards you applied for and received? You don't well, have to I, list them all, but but you can. Yeah, and I and I will. I mentioned IBPA, but I didn't win an award from IBPA. <laughs> I was really close, and that's okay uh, because it was in the end the most educational process of all of the awards for which I applied. So hats off to IBPA. I'm very proud to be a member of that organization and see the benefits that go well beyond awards or anything else. It's just so many benefits. Um, but one of the awards that that I did win that has been very helpful for me already is the forwards in these awards, uh, which I won, uh, for which I won a gold in the business and uh, uh, category. And, you know, the awards that I have won in the business category have been really, very important because uh, there's a, another group of people that noticed you that might not have noticed you before, because as you say, there are so many books that come out in each genre. How do you differentiate? So that particular award, because of the reputation of, it, of its, because of its reputation and the reach of the actual publication has been advantageous. I have seen the benefit that has come from that. And I have won some other awards, including Axios Business Award, and I've won um, uh, at this point, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I know there's one. I've won six. The book has won six awards, and I can't even remember all of them. But um, but what I did want to say about about the awards, though, over and above just this whole idea of saying that the book has won six awards, is that I actually felt very much like as the the um, the awards and the book reviews kind of went go together. When I think of them together, so for example, I really cherish the um, the very warm and sincere review that the book received from Library Journal. And and the reason I'm mentioning this is I I really think it's important to think about awards as a strategic part of your overall book marketing. And to me, the two things went together. And so when I look at the complement of, you know, the, the where the reviews come from and where the awards come from, and you sort of put them together as a portfolio, that was really for me, the strategy that I was going after, all of which was to say, I am very interested in being noticed by these top tier entities that other people consider to be high quality. That's super helpful and congrats on those awards. I think one of the ones that you won that I noticed was like a New York City Big Book Award or something like that. 
Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, you know, the funny thing about some of these awards is they have really interesting names that people who are outside of the publishing industry would absolutely be compelled by, you know, like that's one of them. Uh, and yet there is that the ones I, I was really much more interested in the ones that are sort of the insider awards, you know, like I mentioned forward, or I mentioned uh, Nautilus, which was the one I was trying to remember a second ago, or um, uh, uh, some certain certain of these awards are well known by the people in the trade. And I think those are the ones that I was really trying to make sure. And then others have more of a marketing flavor where they, they do encourage you to market the award after the award is won. Uh, that is actually one of the distinguishing characteristics, I think, of these uh, different um, awards. Um, the Nonfiction Association Award is, is what's also very interesting because I think people who read nonfiction books are accustomed to that one. Thank you. Uh, Libby, would you want to share about your experience yeah, in receiving sure. awards? Yeah, I, I was um, one of the ones I was most excited actually about was the Nautilus Award. And, um, and we won for the, uh, the Golden um, Memoir and Personal Journey for a Small Press. Um, and both because that is, you know, books for a better world. Like it, it was in the niche of the place where I want to be making a social impact and it, dealing with social justice and things of a more spiritual nature. Um, and it is one of the ones where a lot of people know those books and the authors in that are like the people that I love and all read. And so I won it for um, Memoir and Personal Journey in, the, in a small press. And Lynn Twist won a Memoir and Personal Journey for a large press. And Lynn wrote one of my book blurbs um, and, you know, as, a, as a, a colleague. And so that was this particularly fun um, thing to, to have almost matching uh, versions of that. And, and we could build that um, out a little bit. Um, I did win um, in the Independent Book Publishers Award, won the, the, one of their thematic awards, a best first book. Um, in in nonfiction, which was really exciting for me, and then took silver in three other categories, um, and that was a lesson for me. In um, and was able to go. They host an awards show, which uh, and having made a film before, where awards were a big fun part of the process. Like to do that with book, it just felt like I couldn't not go, and I made it an opportunity to take my son and have him participate in the book release process with me. I love those opportunities to involve your family like that. Um, and it was a fun evening um, and, and a great way to meet other people in the field, um, to meet other bookstore owners who were interested in the book. And I had several people say, because, you know, of when you talked about your book, like that made me want to um, to go out and get it. So I think it did yield some fruit in that way. Um, Independent Publishers Award, um, the National Indie Excellence Award, the International Book Award, Nonfiction Authors Association. Um, I think those are the ones that we won in. And the categories are quirky. So in addition to general nonfiction, you know, we won Best Memoir and Personal Journey in several of them or Mind, Body, Spirit, you know, so to be in like spirituality, which isn't a a group that I've specifically marketed to. So it's opened up opportunities to reach beyond sort of the typical international humanitarian um, arenas. Uh, and that's been one of the most fun things about, uh, about the, the awards. And Libby had mentioned earlier that your 
uh, book kind of spans some categories. So I'm not surprised. And I think that's the takeaway that when you are looking at the application, you're going to see lots of different categories. Uh, be thoughtful on, you know, where it could go in different places. Uh, just to answer in my case, I do feel like uh, uh, I'm humbled by uh, the two other authors here. I feel like I'm surrounded by Michael Phelps <laughs> with all the gold medals on the chest. Like, no, I got a few, but uh, uh, probably, the, you know, I've had a couple national. Probably the one I'm charmed with, uh, to, to Gina's point, is the local, um, and from Minneapolis, the local Midwest Book Awards. Uh, there was just something special again that the community part of that that you're you're invited in with cool people and it's enjoyable and you learn and we're all going through the journey together and as much as you get the validation from the more visible ones uh, that one I'll probably look back on more than the others. Very cool. You know, I want to add something to the conversation because what I realized about my own journey with book awards is that I probably didn't apply for enough of them. Um, so when we got to that stage last fall that we were starting to look at the list and my team and I uh, put together a list each year to share with our clients and community of the deadlines and the possibilities, both for traditionally published books and for independently published books. Um, and we try to provide that as a service. Um, as a matter of fact, if you're listening to this and you're a nonfiction book author and you'd like that list, please email me. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com. I'd be happy to share the research and the list and the deadlines that we put together each year with you. Uh, just let me know that you listen to this show. But, you know, as I reflected on it, I'm pretty sure that we applied for two awards and we received both of them. Um, and then as I think about it, you know, for some of them, we didn't apply because we weren't really quite sure about the category. You know, in other cases, it was really just like a budget decision of like, you know, are we going to put more money toward this now or not? Or are there other better uses of our marketing budget? And so I think that as I listen to all of you, I would say that a takeaway for me is maybe try for more because you can't win an award you didn't apply for. And if we believe that an award is a way of getting in front of a new audience or getting additional credibility or building relationships, Gina, as you've spoken of, then there's only an upside as long as the budget is available to be applying for those awards. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, and the other reason I agree with that for the reasons you mentioned having to, to do with, you know, you've got to be strategic. You still have to be clear about what is your purpose here? You know, because if you don't know your purpose, then you don't know what your budget should be. And I was really clear that this was worth my investment. And so I, you know, sort of set aside the money for that purpose, because there is a processing fee. They all, they get these, or, these organizations can't run these awards without the support. You know, they need that financial support. Um, but the other thing I was thinking about in this regard is, you know, depending on who's listening and who's, how your book is being published, even if your book is, if your book is being published by a hybrid, for example, one of the things that you already know is that you've got to take control of the process in terms of guiding the publisher in, uh, to, to take this book where you want it to go. You have to have a vision for the book. And I think with regard to awards, the thing that I learned is that the hybrid publishers aren't necessarily going to submit your book for award on your behalf. It, it, there's a 360 degrees of freedom for this, right? So you need to ask the question and not assume anything because I have spoken to some authors who assumed that the publisher would do it for them. And in fact, even if the publisher were going to do it for me, I think that it's always better for you to be educated to even know that these things exist. exist. So I was able to go to the publisher and ask questions about it, understand where the, the line would be, what I needed to be responsible for and budget for that. And so my other recommendation um, is to this piece about the educating yourself about the awards is, is probably the most important thing next to being very clear about the 
strategic intent. Sure. And I would add, you know, having partnered with a lot of traditionally published authors, I have an author right now I'm working with, and he um, is published by Ballantine, um, which is a division of um, Penguin Random House, I believe. And they do have an extensive book awards list, and they are submitting for some awards on his behalf, maybe not all of them. So I've seen him become an advocate, you know, of speaking with the publisher to ensure that submissions are made to all the awards that he'd like to be considered for, whether he's doing it or whether they're doing it. Um, I have been traditionally published by Barrett Kohler Publishers. And what I've seen is that, um, you know, any traditional publisher is going to have limited resources in terms of time and staffing and budget for awards. So while a traditional publisher may submit for one or two on an author's uh, behalf, um, they may not submit at all. So Gina, really great point of, you know, knowing what's available through your publisher, whether it's a traditional hybrid or what, obviously if you're self-publishing, you're on your own with that. Um, but uh, really taking the chance to educate yourself and be strategic about that. Yeah, I work with Green. I worked with uh, Greenleaf Book Group at their River Grove division because we did it through our own imprint. And they didn't, you know, so it's kind of a, um, they offer you an array of services and it's kind of pick and choose. And this wasn't necessary. This wasn't in the array at first. And now they are offering it. Um, and so I think uh, even in the hybrid publishing uh, arena, there's a wide variety of, of approaches and, and commitments to it. I would say also for me, I did apply to a couple um, that are within the professional, like um, in academic uh, associations, like the um, Conflict Research Society, you know, which is a um, an academic organization that's in my a, a field that's related to me. And so that's a category and a couple others connected to the International Studies Association. Um, so because there's an academic component to my book or a connection, it's not necessarily written as an academic book. Those are additional places to look as professional associations and in particular academic fields um, connected with the, the themes um, of your book yield. And I don't know that publishers would necessarily um, have as direct connection with those possibilities as you know you as somebody who is a leader in your own field. Thank you. That's super helpful. So let's talk a little bit, and we have talked some about the benefits that you hope to see from applying for awards, but what, what benefits have you seen in relation to winning a book award or, or multiple awards? What's the upside for those who choose to apply and then uh, receive awards? Well, you know, the, the upside clearly is the social proof that it, it, it offers. That's the obvious upside. But I, but one of the things that Libby said earlier reminded me of another benefit that I have derived, which is when Libby mentioned that sometimes, well, let me put it this way. Sometimes you don't even know who wants to read your book and your, your perception of the categories that you belong in is limited by your own experience and training and so on. And one of the things I learned from the book from the book award process and the book review process is certainly having other people see my book who might not naturally be in my line of vision. Um, I learned that there were other groups of people that would be interested in this book that I had not even considered. And that partially came from the awards and partially from the reviews. Um, another though, um, you know, sort of benefit of, of, of these awards is, for me, I think the the big benefit of these awards is is primarily to do with the um, the 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 sort of the relationship piece. I mentioned this before, but just um, 
you have just more visibility and therefore you have more people sort of popping up out of the woodwork and looking at your book in various places who might not otherwise get to, to see this book. The challenge is for you to be prepared in, in a way to think about, well, what are you going to do with all of that? And then on the flip side of that, very quickly, I will mention that the minute you win an award, an award, all of the marketing book marketing professionals in the world converge on your email box. Uh, that is in some ways, you know, a, a negative because of course now you've probably got to say no to, to most of that. On the other hand though, it does build up a certain amount of energy about the book because you, you kind of understand who is seeing it because where do these people suddenly come from? Um, so I don't really see much, uh, I see so many benefits to the whole process as long as you understand, you know, the constraints uh, of each award. I think one of the things for me, besides uh, just to uh, amplify a little bit, something that, that you said, Gina, the, um, you know, being in the field of international peace building, I knew the book would have direct connection with those people. And I still think of myself, I'm a writer and I'm an award-winning writer, but I think of myself as an international peace builder, not necessarily a writer. And the awards have given me the opportunity to really ground in the writer identity in a new way. Um, and to really, which I, I've done in my whole marketing campaign, but it just, it's an expansion, I think, of my sense of myself professionally in that way. Um, to And of the book, it's a reinforcement for me of looking at my book as a set of ideas in the world. Um, and really wanting to carve the channels for those ideas to, to go out and magnify um, their expression in the world. So I, I would add that to it. And, um, you know, I think it's just fun. It's fun. I, I, yes, it's not the primary thing, the personal recognition. But gosh, it's really nice when you work so hard for something. And there's so much about this process that's so uncertain. Um, at every part, both the writing and the publication, to get that recognition is really just delightful. It's one of those like reaffirmations that you're not alone in the world. <laughs> um, and then I, I would just say one other thing about the award process, which is for us from a practical perspective, even though I wished I had started it earlier, as these awards have trickled in, it's actually been a nice way to lengthen our marketing process and reinvigorate it um, each um, uh, along the way. And that's been, it's like giving these little shots in the arm um, six, eight months uh, in, into the process. And, you know, because I've done a lot of the, the um, posting about the awards on LinkedIn, uh, it's kind of created this illusion, like I, it, illusion, I'll say, but, but, you know, people saying, wow, you're like famous. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, not really. But um, I, there's a, just this perception that these cascading awards are elevating. Um, it's, it really is elevating the status of the ideas. And I think all of that goes to your credibility, to the book's credibility, to the opportunity that the ideas have to really make an impact in the world. One of the um, benefits sometimes of getting an award is you get something in the mail. Uh, and I did get a couple uh, medals and then that was kind of cool. And then the certificate, the certificate sitting on my mom's um, refrigerator door. So that's kind of cool as well. But uh, Livy, if I could stretch it a bit, I, I think back to the sometimes you get it and sometimes you don't. I th I'd reframe it as 
uh, what are the benefits of getting the award, but from an identity point of view, I'd offer sending in the application is an affirmation of your identity. Yeah. Uh, as a writer, like, yeah, you may, you may or may not win, you do your homework, but just that act just affirms, yes, I wrote something, I'm putting something out in the world, and it's so cool, I get to apply. Yeah. I'm giving them my money too, but I, I get to apply. The, the one thing that I, I mentioned on LinkedIn, because basically the, the process for me was, you know, all of a sudden, hey, I got an award, what do I do? And I remember the first time I thought, well, how do I get the word out on this and not sound like I'm bragging? And maybe that's a Midwest thing, I don't know. And my, my marketing coach friend said, well, put something out there, mention your award, but mention the other winners. And that was so cool and sort of, okay, what, what feels good for me is the posts I put up is, you know, I'm, I'm happy to win this award. It's recognition of an important topic and hopefully I'm adding to it, but also honoring uh, many of the other winners. And then I'll put pictures of some of the other books that won uh, mm -hmm. and then links to the authors too. And that, that's kind of the generous part as well. So again, the Olympics, it's like everyone, hey, everyone step on the podium with me. Let's make a party. Yeah, I love that. So let's talk a little bit about how do we amplify the impact of the awards once we've won them? What are some ways that you have chosen to share the wins, the awards that you've won with your networks? And what impact have you seen as you've done that? Um, so, you know, what I have done is similar to something Libby mentioned is it's nice that they sort of trickle in and they don't all come at once because like Kevin said, you know, you don't want to look like you're just bragging constantly. So it's nice that they're sort of spaced out mostly. And so for each of them, I've kind of thought, well, I'll have a strategy for that. And I try to be consistent in, in writing a little something in all the social posts and, you know, to my email list. And then the other thing I do sort of in subtly, but, you know, in there is I'm kind of keeping a running tab so that anyone who looks at it can see, well, this is the new award, but there've been other awards. And that is helpful just because, you know, you're trying to make a point. And, and so while I focus on each award individually, I always have some Thing that sort of somewhere that lets people know that there are other awards and what are those awards because I'm hoping that the the librarians are watching and the, and the the professor in a certain business school is watching and one of the really delightful things that happened to me and Libby used the word elevate is I'm kind of hoping that it does build uh, some momentum and so one of the really nice things that happened to me that was totally unexpected is that one of the book reviewers that where you can't submit your book for review, where they have to tap you on the shoulder, reached out to me after I had the book had won the sixth award and said, we're going to review your book. And so that's a future opportunity that I would not have, I couldn't control in any way that helps me understand that the right people are seeing this book because of the awards, because I'm sure that's the reason. Uh, and, you know, so sometimes the benefits are tangible. Yeah, that's amazing. I was at the annual conference for the major professional association that I'm um, a part of when I found out about winning one of the awards. And, um, and I had, we were just starting a place where, you know, people could make announcements for the good of the whole. And my colleague just went up and said, you know, Libby just won these awards and she needs to tell you about them. So, which I might've done anyway in that, in that context, there are people that I know professionally and many of them personally too. But, uh, you know, I, so luck of the timing, I had an opportunity. These are the people that I most want not only to read the book, but to share it with their colleagues, um, to host conversations around it. I was able to talk about it in that context. I actually sold several books at that 
um, at that time and open conversations for um, deeper engagement with the other folks that were there. So I think, and even if that hadn't been the luck of the timing of that, like that's the kind of professional forum that is given that it is the place where I most want these ideas to be um, uh, engaged with in, in deeper ways. Um, I think those have been, for me, the spaces where the book awards have, um, I think, have done the most to open up conversations uh, and sales. Let me ask you a question about that. Um, You know, my professional association is very snobbish, which I think that's a problem we have, right? And they're not accustomed to talking about things like awards. So I just wanted to to ask you how, you know, how did you first sort of strike that balance? Because it's one thing when you are, you know, if in the retail world, I know how to do this, you know, marketing, everybody knows one has to market a book. In the academic world, it is not really encouraged. So I was really fascinated to hear that in your, you know, in your particular situation, you had some space for that. And I just wonder if you might share anything that might help other people who also are coming out of the academic environment. Anything else you would add? Well, this was the professional association. I mean, we are a a foundation. And so part of what we do is fund the work. And this was a network of foundations and funders in the peace and security arena. So it's an applied practice and it's a specific subset of of the field. And we are there explicitly for the purpose of supporting the development of our own practice and strengthening each other's practice. So it's a, it is designed to be a support network and with a distinct practice component as opposed to an academic um, component. Ironically, it was the academic places I applied, I didn't win the awards, which I can understand because it's not a straight academic book. Um, And one of the challenges is because I um, was in part telling my own story in the international peace and security arena, individual story is invalidated oftentimes. It's not given the credibility. Mm-hmm. It's seen as peace and security light. And that's one of the reasons I wrote my book was to really try to debunk that. And how do we bring ourselves as people into the work we do? And how do we do that with integrity? Um, because we can't not. And so getting the award in that context, it was the kind of elevation that really helped because um, it speaks to a global perception of um, the importance of these ideas in a setting where it would be easy to dismiss because it has this personal dimension um, to it. So in that instance, because I'm challenging conventions in some of the ways, I think the fact that this was an association that was a platform to support that, like it, it worked really well. So I think there are some platforms that support us when we are challenging conventions, if we can seize them. And I think book awards really help um, for those places where we're doing that. Thank you for indulging me with that. And I'll just tack on one little thing, and and this won't be long at all. I would say that in my profession, the way that I have been able to sort of slither through there, (laughs) this little path that I am trying to carve out, is that I have found that younger members of my profession have been the ones that have asked me the most questions about the author journey and about why and all of that, because what they're looking for is a different kind of influence than maybe the older members of our association or the more uh, seasoned members 
members of our association. So frankly, it's there's been no negative, but I'm just very uh, appreciative of your sharing a little bit about your particular experience. Wow, what a rich conversation this has been, and it feels like catching up with three old friends. Before we come to the end of the episode, though, I want to just pause and say, like, ask a question. Is there anything that you wanted to say about book awards and the process and the journey that I haven't given you a chance to share yet? I guess I might say just that as much as I've learned in this process, there are a lot of things that I still have questions about. (laughs) And so if I were to do this again, what kind of things would I do differently? And some of the questions that I have are the little things like, you know, do you put the gold stickers on your book? (laughs) Does that make a difference? Should I like redesign, take probably one of the most prestigious ones. And like, should I redesign my cover to have that now? Because it is print on demand. It would be easier than some other ways to do that. Is that worth it? Some of the um, awards um, and those organizations do a lot of promotion of your book once you've won the award. Some of them you have to pay for them to do. Which of those might be worthwhile? I'd never even thought about that until I received the invitation to, you know, and are some of those associations, like Jeannie, you were talking about libraries um, as being critical. Like, what are the ones where they could uniquely help you reach those venues that are, um, or channel distribution channels that are important to you. Those are questions that I still have um, going forward. So I would just say that maybe that's a lesson for the application process is don't let the fact that you have questions keep you from, you know, going forward anyway. Um, But I, I think like so many parts of this process, when you're doing independent publishing or hybrid Um, you're figuring it out as you go. And so um, I'm grateful for the opportunity. I've learned a lot just from being in conversation with you guys about this already. So thank you for that. Um, And I think any time we have these opportunities to be in conversation with other authors or experienced um, marketers, that it really, it helps all of us. I hope these conversations give other authors inspiration to move into this arena. I have that same question about the stickers. I have all these stickers at my office from the two awards that I got. Like, like so I send out books every week, but which ones should I put the stickers on? <laughs> Another silly thing, um, and Gina, I was trying to figure this out. When I won the Axiom Award and I won silver, um, it looked to me like I needed to buy a downloadable image for a hundred and some dollars in order to make a social media graphic to include it. And so my team and I were like scrambling, like, do we have to buy it? How do we buy it? Of course, then the package comes in the mail with the metal that you can take a photo of and put on a graphic. So I think that even experienced marketers, I've partnered with authors for more than a decade. We all still have those, those silly questions when it comes to our own books and awards. Yeah, the only thing I would say is, bottom line, do it. I found the awards process to be very, very beneficial, but one has to be discerning and not just, it's not a matter of quantity. It is a matter of targeting the ones that can really get you in front of your your, your primary audience or audience that is sophisticated enough that it can add the maximum value for you. Kevin, do you want to add anything as we wrap up our conversation? Great, great points made. So no, nothing to add. All right. So at the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, I always want to give our listeners something to take action on. And I think today the action steps are pretty obvious. Um, So we would encourage you as your first action step to 
plan early about the awards that you might apply for related to your book. Um, be creative about the categories into which you place your book. Um, if you would like some help in researching nonfiction book awards, you can email me, Becky at weavinginfluence.com. I'd be happy to give you our um, curated list of awards that are applicable both for traditionally published and independently or hybrid published authors. Um, and, you know, if you'd choose to take action and seek awards based on listening to this episode. I'd always love to hear from you about your activity and results. Um, you know, I would say as a second second action item, if you're an author who feels a little bit alone or possibly unsure of your identity as a writer, as Libby was referencing, you know, book awards may be a place where you can cement, um, you know, your feeling and experience as an author, but as it applies to being alone, I would encourage you if you don't have a community of authors that you can be in conversation with to seek out others who are in similar uh, places on the journey. You know, if you look at the four of us here on camera, or if you're just listening to us, we're all four first-time authors. You know, we all four have published our books in the last year, and what a joy it is to be able to share those common experiences. So thank you, Gina and Kevin and Libby for investing this time to talk with me and to bring value to our audience at the Book Marketing Action Podcast. Before we wrap up, I would love to have each of you share with our listeners how they can stay in touch with you and potentially to tap into you as an important part of their author network. So Libby, would you like to share first, where are the best places for people to connect with you? So the best place, my author website is LibbyHoffman.com. And you can reach my contact information is all on there. And in my email is Libby at CatalystForPeace.org. Um, I am also on Instagram and, and Facebook, but the website is probably the best way to um, to get in touch with me. LinkedIn, also Libby Hoffman. Um, and my book is The Answers Are There, Building Peace from the Inside Out. I hope folks that have an interest um, will check it out. And um, I would be happy to share more about or more details about our award experience or anything else about the author journey. So feel free to reach out. Kevin, how about you next? I'm going to change my name. So um, thecoachableleader.com. Go to the website, free downloads, good tools. And that's where I've got my stickers. <laughs> yes. Gina. Uh, so you can reach me at my website, which is my name, genacox.com. And if you're interested in a free download with just some ideas about sort of connecting, uh, because my book is about inclusion, go to ginacox.com slash bold. My book, Leading Inclusion, is available everywhere books are sold. But um, I love having conversations on LinkedIn as well, because this is where, you know, we get to share ideas that others can benefit from. So you can find me in a variety of places. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again to all of you for investing in this conversation with me. And for those who are listening, we are nearing the end of our fourth season of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And I'm just going to give a quick plug. If you're finding value in these conversations, we would love to have you uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts and everywhere you listen to your shows so that more authors who might need this content uh, can find it. So thanks so much. And we'll be back with you soon with another episode. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. If you haven't already, I hope you'll buy a copy of my new book, Reach. Create the biggest possible audience for your message, book, or cause. When you buy the book, you'll unlock a free course of Reach resources with more than 50 additional learning resources available exclusively for those who buy the book. Find out more and find links to buy the book at beckyrobinson.com forward slash book. If you've already read the book, I'd appreciate an Amazon review. Thanks. 